The Eason Book Club on The Pat Kenny Show. Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month. So for this month's Eason Book Club, we chose Hyde by Matthew Griffin. And what did our panel think of the book? Well, they're with us in studio. Brian Kennedy, Mary O'Rourke and Catherine Lynch. You're all very welcome to the programme. Morning. Good morning. morning. So, Catherine, we're going to you, first of all, to tell us uh, the, the, the background to Hyde, the, the general storyline. Uh, the general storyline. It's a beautiful uh, story. It's a love story, but it's more than love. It's a, a longevity story about two men who um, have to hide their love in secret because it's after the World War Two, So they move to a very remote part of America and uh, they live in secret. They uh, live their whole life um, uh, together without... I mean, they move to yeah. an isolated farm so they don't have to meet people yeah. who would see their relationship and judge them in a time and when... they pretend to be brothers too. They, if they, yeah. Yeah. Push comes they, to show. They invent that they're brothers. You remember when they're in the hospital? Yeah, he said, that's my brother. That's yeah. my brother. Yeah. But the, it's, it's because a, next of kin issues, which that's uh, right. exactly. you know, were, were still up to recently, a, a big deal. Exactly. Until we had the marriage yeah. equality thing. Yeah. Next of kin, he had to be the brother to have to rights have, to the to bed. That's right. That's right. But that's why it's it's such a sad story, but it's a beautiful story yeah. as well. But it's like they're very strong in it. But it's it is about that visibility thing, where mm. you know that thank God for the referendum that we now have visibility that that gay people can walk down the street together and that we know gay people every one yeah. of us and blah but at that time you could have been put in prison you could have been put into that's a mental right. home and they have anything. that conversation in the book I mean yeah. I love that the, the book is actually called Hide because that's exactly what they were doing they were hiding and it was the, at the time when the love did dare not speak his name now yeah. as yeah, you know exactly. the love is dare not, not speak its name you know it's wonderful that it's turned around but I love the kind of the the opening scene in the book is when obviously Frank is starting to lose it. He's starting to get dementia. Things are starting to unfold. And then we get this insight into what it is to be a much older couple. And, and in fact, I was saying to Mary earlier, even though, you, of course, Pat, you ban us from talking about the book outside. Um, <laughs> I know. We've done <laughs> it again. Bugbear, we've done it again. Um, it's that, you know, regardless of gender, when people are lucky enough to get to that age in their life, just how physically people start to fall apart. And, and in this case, Wendell was OK. He wasn't falling apart, but Frank was. And it was the opposite of how they began. Yeah. Frank was this big, strong, so, you know, GI guy. guy. Yeah, full of yet, everything. Exactly. Full of everything. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I, it's a long time since I cried reading a book. Yes. And I did in that. I cried Not as well. Not bitter tears, anything. Just cried sympathy sort yeah. of tears it was so their, their wonderful love there's a most marvellous I'm not going to read it out because you give out to me if I do that <laughs> on a, an early scene where they fall they show their sexual attraction to another and it's a paragraph and it's magnificent they're looking at the stars it's right? magnificent English about the stars dissolving and yeah. the icicles melting I'm telling you I just was wowed by it and I read it again and again and you go through that book mm-hmm. and I thought that could be any Two men, two women, a man and a woman. Are they? Are, are we all? I I haven't a couple dumb, so I won't get caught in much room with anyone else. Only with myself. <laughs> the older I get, but do all couples get like that? No, they don't, and they shouldn't, and they couldn't, and they wouldn't. They should stay in love and companionship and camaraderie and all of that. Yeah. But it was so sad because the G the Frank Frank loses his reason yeah. Yeah. and goes demented. And what's really sad is the part yeah. where he when he hallucinates, he hallucinates about uh, the possibility of having a family. A child. He has and a when daughter, Lorraine, he thinks. Yeah, and Lorraine, right. and he names her and everything. So in his like heart. Yeah. So. I don't think I think he was a reluctant sexual. I think there's flashes of 
were they were they did they want to be in a relationship or did they want to be out and well they had so much and, to lose didn't yeah, they and, and yeah, literally they prison or that's you know, they right. felt pretend that they, to be straight exactly yeah. they felt what they were doing was wrong yeah. on every yeah. level like that's why they left their families and like he's a taxidermist which is I think Hyde is a bit that's the hide right. of an animal as right, well yeah. you know that's a double meaning there yeah. he was a taxidermist and they went into I didn't like those sections but they went into <laughs> huge detail I thought they were very, very uh, sensual oh, they were very sexy as well and also it was a metaphor because it's uh, crimes against nature yeah. so ironically the yeah. people outside were uh, committing the crimes against nature which uh, gay yeah. people are accused of yeah. right. and he was actually bringing That's back right. somewhat of life yes. back yeah. into the no, it's, into it's, the it's quite technical the whole thing and yes. when I spoke to Matthew Griffin last week on the programme one of the topics we touched on was uh, taxidermy and uh, the skills involved. Mm. It's something people ask me about the, the taxidermy aspect. But something, I mean, one of the reasons that I thought taxidermy worked, particularly for Wendell, was because it seemed to me that it's it was an occupation that in a way would lend itself to their seclusion and their isolation and this could be just me bringing sort of my preconceptions about the way people feel about taxidermy to to the matter. But it seemed to me that that was a, a job that Wendell could have where he, you know, he wouldn't have co-workers trying to yeah. get to know him or be his friend. And even his own customers probably wouldn't be trying to to befriend him just yeah. sort of by the, the slightly grisly nature of the work. Yeah, they deliver the carcass and he delivers it back stuffed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's not a whole lot of interaction in between. Now, this presents technical problems. I don't know how many of your readers would be experienced in the art of taxidermy, um, but still, there would be some who would know how an animal, a creature, a bird might be stuffed in the mid 20th century, which might be very different to the way an animal might be stuffed in the early part of the 21st century. Yeah, absolutely, it is. And that was actually one of the toughest, toughest parts of the book was doing the research because so much of the information about taxidermy that's available now is about much more contemporary techniques. And so I actually, I got very lucky, a very nice research librarian on a taxidermy message board on the internet actually led me to a correspondence course, which pretty much anyone learning taxidermy in the middle of the 20th century would have used. And so I was actually able to buy it on eBay and use that to learn the, the particular techniques that Wendell would have learned yeah. in his time. All the tools of the trade and the tricks of the trade. Yes, yes. Yeah, there was a wonderful catalog that came with it with all of those tools like eye, you know, eye hooks and bone scrapers and all kinds of Dog morbid things. But he did Daisy. his research. I mean, oh, yeah. it's an extraordinary thing talking about the writing of the book and yeah. how he approached it and he, you know, he wrote was stuff down. He wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. But, but he wrote stuff down and, and it was chaotic and then yeah. he pulled it yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, but there's no sense of that in the finished product. No, no and no. it's his first novel, which is amazing. It's like, his first novel, yeah. yeah. That's amazing for a first novel. I, yeah. I just thought it was genius. There were all sorts of little interleaving stories. The fruitcake. We have fruit yes. the fruitcake. Oh. Poor Frank, when he, the more demented he got. You know, that was eat. my nickname at school, Mary. 
Fruitcake. That was one of my nicknames oh. at school. Isn't yeah. that terrible? <laughs> the only thing he would eat would be fruitcake. And he went all over the state buying fruitcakes Wendell did for him but and stored them up. Do you remember? I was starving when I was reading all yeah. that. <laughs> Ma- I'm making the cakes and making the cakes and I'm up on yeah. Operation Transformation. I was make- And he kept oh, making bloody thing. cakes. Yeah. Yeah. I had to skip one page if that's yeah. okay. Of all the books to read yeah. at the moment. And the wrappers. Do you remember the wrappers yes. were found everywhere in the house? That's right. The wrappers on the fruitcake. Frank kept hiding the wrappers, that's hiding right. as if they were, he was proprietorial about them. And yeah. that's what happens to older people. They yeah. cling on to something that they think yes, will yeah. keep them yeah. rowing uh, towards, right, yeah. you know, uh, the end of their lives or whatever. And the bizarre it keeps murder in the middle of it all of the young child, Larry, it was just so extraordinary. And Debbie, then she finds Debbie, God and yeah. then she gets off. I mean, I, I thought it would make an amazing film, I have to say. Yeah. I would love, because I, I, th- I thought the, the jumping between the present and the past, past was really yeah. clever, very subtle, and it wasn't annoying in any and it wasn't it was like, every chapter. That's it was, right, exactly. Uh, Maybe every other chapter. And you went back to when they met and how they set up house yeah. together and yeah. what they did. Oh, it was all just, they both had It's jobs the first gay marriage book, though, really, that it doesn't come to an end. Like Brokeback Mountain comes to an end. Exactly. And yeah. it, that's it, right. It yes, actually it has, yeah. I think it's a breakthrough because sometimes you think to yourself, oh, well, I'm going to a gay and lesbian film festival. I don't think we'll be going to them anymore. I think yeah. we'll be just going to festivals yeah, where literature is literature. And if it's two men, they love stories about her. If it's a man and woman, yeah. we'll so be it and that's why I think this and is this an absolute genius book could be a man book. and woman you see or that's what I was thinking too it was kind men. of genderless ne- yes. nearly except, yeah. except it's important to talk about in. what yeah. happened at that it point did. for two yeah. gay men now we're going to be joined on the line oh, yes. by oh, uh, a member of a book club and that's Sinead Mead hello Sinead hi Pat how are you I'm very well tell us about your book club how did it start oh, well thanks so much for having us on we're all, we're all delighted with ourselves and uh the girls are all down in the kitchen stuffing themselves with croissants and having hello. a great time. Hello, girls. <laughs> hello, ladies. Don't I, I say croissant. To, I want to name check them. There's Adrian Rowe, Anne Markey, Ethna Murray, Janet Whelan, Bernice Pilo, Fiona Lanigan, Theresa Malloy, Lisa Kennedy and Lorraine Keane. Yeah, wow. and myself. Yeah, and we essentially, I, I used to live in Brussels a number of years ago and had a couple of the kids over there and I was in um, the Belgian Childbirth Trust, it was called. And when I came back to Ireland, I wanted to get the equivalent of that and it was called Quid You and uh, it's essentially a mums and babies group or parents and babies group and uh, when we moved to Carlo where I'm from originally I set up the Quid You branch in Carlo and we all supported each other we were all there with pregnant and small children and whatever and uh, the book club was one event that we we set up and uh, Quid You I suppose the mums and toddler side has gone by the wayside many years now but the book club has endured and we're 10 years Brilliant. reading books every month. Oh, so wow. the, kids, the kids are grown. And the kids are all kind of... They stayed the same age. Too. They started with Benjamin Button. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. yeah, so, so so what kind of books uh, do you favour in the book club and, and how do you decide what to mm, read? Um, we don't have a favourite genre. We try and pick something from everything where it's sci-fi or short stories or um, love stories or classical, we, we try and pick everything and uh, cover everything and it's a joy to come across a book that maybe you wouldn't have ever have picked up or you'd look at the blurb on the back and think I wouldn't read that and then you find you really enjoy it. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's always a thrill and then of course there's books that we kind of we all universally hate but we, we very rarely 100% agree on the books and we get them from a variety of sources whether it's the paper recommending a book or yeah. Uh, yourself <laughs> or you know Good. listening to the radio or whatever well, well that brings us to Hyde what did you think well um, most of us really really liked the book and it like, agreeing with everything that your panel said Pat we didn't really 
it wasn't what we expected. When you look at the back of the book, you think, well, it's a love story. It's a gay love story. Right, we'll, we'll take it from there. But I think as Brian said, it, it didn't need to be gay. It was a human love story. Mm. And it was very realistic, caring for somebody with dementia and how Wendell minded him through those years. Mm. It, it it just felt very, very real. Now, I know you're the kind of person, Sinead, who'd uh, kind of look up reviews on the Internet, you know, get the New York Times review or <laughs> the Guardian <laughs> review. And, and when you know that you're going to be asked to read a book about uh, two aging gay men, one of whom is a taxidermist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't sort of <laughs> jump out as the auto-recommendation. It doesn't. doesn't I, I was looking at the back and thinking, taxidermist, ageing gay men, there can't be many in that category. <laughs> I know lots people. of them. <laughs> I bet there's a website. Okay, oh, I thought you meant taxi men. Yeah, it is an unusual take on a love story. And it's not a classic love story. It's not all sweethearts and flowers. It's, yeah. it's so sad that they had to hide their love and so frightening for them. And as time moved on, they weren't able to, they didn't move on with the time. They didn't ever feel comfortable enough to come mm, out. Yeah. That's just, yeah. It must have been terrifying for them. And then the descriptions of Wendell minding Frank through dementia and how annoyed he got with them it felt very real and so sad. And it was, just, wasn't it? It was sad, them, yeah. You sympathised with Wendell, you sympathised with Frank, not that either of them were particularly sympathetic characters because mm. yeah. they weren't that nice to each other sometimes. <laughs> but that's maybe and and the inspiration for uh, Matthew Griffin was uh, watching his grandparents as right. they yeah. yes, aged yeah. and yeah. Uh, how they oh. had to care yeah. for each other yeah. in yeah. deteriorating yeah. circumstances. Yeah. So, you know, gender is not at the heart of this. Really. And maybe yeah. he was also casting into the future himself, thinking, what would it be like when, with my Because I see that he's married and has a dog himself. Yeah. So I wonder, is that what he's kind of, you know... And there was, that's oh, what there he was is, a mama yeah. fixation, wasn't there? Yeah. Mama with Frank, yeah. Yes. He yeah. kept imagining right. just time to go home to mama. That's so right. did any of uh, your uh, colleagues in the book club demur? Did any of them not like it? Yeah, who hated it? <laughs> um, we'll, we always take a vote out of ten at the end of our books. And it always has to be secret ballot. We're very strict oh. rules in our book club. God, you're very professional. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I rule over them with like a, an iron glove. <laughs> but um, it came out at almost a, a seven out of ten, wow. which is a high score. That's there good. was one person who didn't particularly like it. The Do rest of us, we definitely got different things out of it. Some saw the love story, some saw the dementia. Sinead, yes. did you find it sad a bit? Were you? Oh, I found it incredibly sad. Yeah. Yes, I found yeah. it So, and I, I know we can relate to maybe the dementia side, and we've, we've all brushed with that with the grandparent or a parent or, or even yeah. a partner, or whatever. But there's very few of us who had to do it in total isolation. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then there were sections of it that we did find very upsetting like the baby court case yes mm. yeah that was oh it was extraordinary wasn't it it was oh it was awful but I also then loved that their dog becomes their kind of <laughs> surrogate you know that, that's their baby in Absolutely. their relationship but also I think the baby is a metaphor for the fact that there's mm. lots of babies out there that deserve a home and that may be a, a same parent family so yeah, I think exactly. he's given yeah. lovely messages the whole way yeah, through the but book I is also just thought there were longings in each of them yeah. for the other life Absolutely. where they would have had children that kept coming through it um, yeah. Would, would it have been different if they had no, stayed in the world yeah. 
and married even their longings were I for I think they would have remember, remember but there's a line where he says and it would have your brains and it would yes, have my love yeah. so it yes, was together right. they wanted yes, it for and sure. I think we need to stay on that track that it is together that yeah. same parent uh, and that's what's happening families. now yeah. Yeah. there was Which also is a feeling that how the baby was murdered yes yeah. maybe that Wendell felt he could have done that to Frank to a certain extent oh. that, mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm so tired I'm so fed up of this yeah. just give me a break yeah. mm-hmm. because Frank was so needy at the end he was he needed Wendell for everything. Um, and then there was other of us who felt that the dog and the lawnmower incident. Yes. Yeah. That was horrific. Yes. And nearly worse than the baby side. Mm-hmm. Coming from a mother and toddlers group, that obviously doesn't sound great, but it was the baby with a background <laughs> court case story. Oh, the yeah. yeah. But did it show very strongly how um, dementia and its awful consequences, they can be quite cruel to people, to those nearest. There were huge flashes of cruelty. And then suddenly he's back in the room and everything's normal. Yes. I love that. But Mm. sometimes you can be cruel to somebody because you love them so much. Yes, that's true too. He was afraid he was going to hurt himself. It was an old song, Brian will remember it. You always hurt the one you love. That's right. (laughs) That's right, baby. And and, uh, I mean, there was Clarence Frogman Henry. But, you know, rows in families can be much more vicious than yeah. rouse outside. How long have you outside. got, Pat? How long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> I know. You and I talked about your particular family um, several yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, Sinead, um, the big challenge for Matthew Griffin, obviously, is how do you follow that? Rave reviews for your debut. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, a dell of books. Oh, well, that's the challenge. We really all yeah. felt her first book, it was so well written, it was moved along so quickly. Nobody had any problems with, oh, did it finish the book? That didn't yeah. happen at all. Maybe a bit of pressure with this one, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we did. There was um, a feeling that it could have done maybe with a firmer edit. That there were some of the. I know exactly what you mean. I long. thought it could have ended a couple of different times, actually. But yeah. ultimately, Matthew Griffin, what a fantastic book! And fantastic. certainly, I would recommend it wholeheartedly. Uh, yeah, and to yeah. anybody, young or old, that's yeah. the point. It was yeah. a forever book yeah. for all sorts of people. That's mm-hmm. what I thought really good about yes. it. But, but maybe it's reading the back of it and thinking, oh, this is a love story. Mm-hmm. This would be yeah. nice for my summer holidays. Well, they're over now, but it's so realistic and it's yeah. so vivid and it's so bloody. <laughs> right. well, thoroughly recommended and I'm Definitely. glad your book club enjoyed it. 7 out of 10 from you guys is yes. obviously a very high rating. Sinead, thank you very much for Thanks participating so much. Thanks, in our discussion this morning. Bye bye. Well now, it's time to see what Eason is recommending for our September book club and Mary, it's your turn and we're going to give you the winner the weekend to decide uh, who the winner might be. Uh, I'm going to give you just a, a, a synopsis of the books and these are, I think this is a tough call to, okay. to select one of these. Nutshell by Ian McCune. Trudy has betrayed her husband, John. She's still in the marital home, a dilapidated, priceless London townhouse, but John is not there. Instead, she's with his brother, the profoundly banal Claude, and the two of them have a plan. But there is a witness to their plot, the inquisitive nine-month-old resident of Trudy's womb. Next one, Lara, the untold love story that inspired Dr. Zhivago by Anna Pasternak. Oh. It's the heartbreaking story of the passionate love affair between Boris Pasternak and Olga Ivinskaya. It's the true story that inspired Dr. Zhivago. The two met in 1946 at the Literary Journal. Their relationship would last for the remainder of their lives, but Olga paid an enormous price for it. She became a pawn in a highly political game and was imprisoned twice in in Siberian labour camps because of her association with him and his controversial work. Her story is one of unimaginable courage, loyalty, suffering, tragedy, drama and loss.
The next one is The Lesser Bohemians by Emer McBride, a story of first love and redemption. One night in London, an 18-year-old girl recently arrived from Ireland to study drama meets an older actor and a tumultuous relationship ensues. Set across the bedsits and squats of mid-90s North London, The Lesser Bohemians is a story about love and innocence, joy and discovery, the grip of the past and the struggle to be new again. And the final one, uh, Minds of Winter by Ed O'Loughlin. A meeting between two strangers sheds light on the greatest unsolved mystery of polar exploration. It begins with a chance encounter at the top of the world. Faye Morgan and Nelson Nielsen have each arrived at Inuvik in Canada, 120 miles north of the Arctic Circle, searching for answers about a family member, Nelson for his estranged older brother and Faye for her disappeared grandfather. They soon learn that these two men have an unexpected link, a hidden share in one of the greatest enduring mysteries of polar exploration. That's exciting, isn't it? Uh, how about and very that? different. Four very different books. Oh, four, no pressure, Mary. They all yeah. sound exciting. All right. Well, it's up to you, Mary, and we'll hear from you on Monday oh, as yes, to what your choice right, for September will be. I think about them a lot. I will. Okay. I hope not too much. So, anyway. Catherine and Mary O'Brien, thank you very well, much thank for you joining us yep. on our Eason Book Club for August. The Eason Book Club on The Pat Kenny Show, sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month.